Keeping it real on cliffcentral.com. We're going to be discussing contraception, which is a very, very important topic. I think a lot of people think they know about contraception, but actually, people have lots of questions. So I'm so honored and so happy to have her in studio with me. Spongile, welcome to Cliff Central. Thank you, Cindy. So just before we go into the, into the meat of the topic for today, let's just get a bit of background on who are you, where are you from, why medicine, and yeah, let's, let's start there. I'm born in Tabanchu, in the Free State. I'm the second of three. I did my medicine at University of Natal, qualified there, and eventually I'll need to go back home to work. You know how it goes. Did my internship in the Free State. Um, I served, did a bit of private practice and got hitched by a guy <laughs> who convinced me to move to Johannesburg, okay. um, moved to Joburg. But when I got here, it was a bit tricky, you know. I couldn't uh, go back to my private practice. I didn't find a spot. I didn't know who to, I'll refer to if I need to. So I worked in the West Rand when I got to Johannesburg as a medical officer in the clinic mm. and then voila i got a job at the blood transfusion service which i love 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 and really? what, what i love you guys it. do at the blood transfusion Same, you know we, we we it's it's amazing that blood transfusion uh you you discuss the issues with all the specialties it's amazing that you find a neurosurgeon who you thought was like the most intelligent guy <laughs> <laughs> who will not even know how to give a patient when the patient bleeds Oh, he wants to plan his surgery and he's scared of this and that. It was, it was interesting. And during that time, then I did my, um, my diploma in yeah. blood transfusion. Mm. But then, you know, how it goes. If you haven't decided what you want to do, you oh, always you move on. on. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. So 2013, I moved and I joined Bayer Pharmaceutical mm-hmm. as the medical advisor for women's health. So for the company, what I do is I advise your healthcare providers, your nurses, doctors, gynees on contraception. Mm-hmm. And uh, another big uh, market that we have that we focus on is endometriosis. Oh, endometriosis. So we'll have to discuss that as well because a lot of people are struggling with endometriosis. I mean, it's much, it's, it's, it's more than what I imagined. I think because I'm on Twitter a lot now, a lot more people are speaking out about it. Mm-hmm. And it's a very, very big um, women's health problem. Yes, because it's, it, it's mainly undiagnosed. Mm. Uh, women are told different things. When you complain about that pain, it depends, it depends who you talk to, you get different responses. Mm. And I don't think, as you remember, Cindy, in medical school, we didn't focus much we on didn't focus much on it. That's true. It, it was just that you only know how to diagnose it for the exam, you know, mm. and you never think about it beyond that. And it's debilitating effects on, on people's it, lives. It's it, amazing. It, it's it's it amazing when you see people that suffer from it and the stories that they tell you, you, you just, you can't help but feel so sorry for them. Mm. So now just to, to get into contraception itself, I think, first of all, we need a lot of definitions of, of you know, what is contraception? And I think we'll go through each one in detail. And um, I, you know, before we start going through each one, we'll define contraception and then we must talk about the pulling out method because, uh, yeah, anyway, let's start with the definition <laughs> of contraception. Okay, contraception basically is prevention of pregnancy. Mm. So you, yeah. simple and straightforward. Just contraception that. is prevention of pregnancy. Period. Mm. And there are different methods, you mm. know. Um, you've got the what they call the traditional methods, like your pull-out method you just alluded to, where w- people believe that if I pull it out on time, um, you won't fall pregnant. 
and we've got uh, people that traditionally would say, I know when I'm ovulating, you know, I know when I've got that temperature, mm. you know, when the, the different changes that you get while you're ovulating and just avoid that time. Mm. And any other time I'm safe. You've got uh, things that they call barrier methods, like condoms, male and female condoms. Some people prefer diaphragms. Um, and then you've got uh, the hormonal ones now where you've got a pill, different types combined or project one type of hormone only. You've got injectables. You've got, um, now recently the minister about two years ago launched the, the implant. implant yeah, yeah, the implant. So you've got a subdermal implant. Uh, you also have what you call intrauterine contraceptives. Yes. So you'll have that having a hormone and the others don't. So the others will have a copper instead. So you've got those different type of hormones. And, you know, the idea is to make uh, assist the woman to choose the method suitable for them so it's not like there's no blanket so you, you shouldn't go to the doctor or the sister and they give you a method without even discussing with you they need to make sure that it suits your lifestyle and that's an important concept for people to understand you know i think we come from a we come from a history where if you went to, to a clinic it was one of two things. So you either got the pill or the injection. But actually, I think more women were pushed towards the injection. People were just told, this is the contraception we have. Uzojova, and that's it. Period. That's and what, people didn't hmm. know that they had options. And nobody discussed the options with them. Mm. So lack we, of That's a history that we come from. Yeah, even, not necessarily history. Mm. Even now, to date, you go to some clinic, you find a long queue going to contraception. When you get there, there are only two options in the room. The only time that the sister will use a pill if there's something wrong with the injectable. But the first option is always giving you one of the two injectables available in state. And that's not right. That is not right because um, as you, as you've quite rightly pointed out, I think for me, contraception, you have this mixed bag. You, you, you try one thing. It doesn't work for you. You try the next thing. You look at your lifestyle. You look at, uh, you look at so many factors and you make a decision based on all of those factors. Because that will assist. Remember now, what we don't, we don't want people to start a method. We want people to start and continue on exactly. the method. So once they give you the method that doesn't suit you, chances are you won't go back. To, and con- to any know. form of contraception. Exactly. If you've had, I mean, if you, if you started off on the injection and you bleed continually for three months, trust me, if someone says to you, okay, but you know, try the pill or try the IUD or whatever it is, you are not going to agree. Because you've had three months of nonstop bleeding and a horrible experience and no one wanted to help you. And nobody told you about other options when mm. you were getting that injectable. That's what we're trying to say. We're trying to say, make sure that you put a woman on the method that suits them. And even prior to that, have a discussion to say, even if you're going to choose this particular method, just remember that A, B, or C might happen to you. You know, So if it happens to the patient, they don't get shocked. It doesn't feel like an out-of-body experience exactly. or something wrong with them and with the method. You know, So empowering the girls is very mm. key. Okay, so let's just start off with, um, I think, okay, let's start with the commonest used um, form of contraception, which is the pill, you know, and I think it's good for us to explain that there's the, you know, there's the combined oral contraception, the, you know, the different types of the pill, because even within, with, even under the pill, people don't know that there are different categories of the pill. Yeah, okay, so the pill, like you say, the, we've got combined, so it's got both the estrogen and the progesterone, so yes. you've got two types of hormones, and depending on the brand that you choose, Mm-hmm. You tend to have either 24 days with the hormones and the four without, or you've got the 26 with hormone and the two without, 
or you get 21 with hormone and, and seven, seven without. So you've got the different regimen and different types. And that also. And it's all brand specific. Exactly. Mm. And that also must be according to your lifestyle. Because remember, women that on the pill most of the time like to skip the, the period. Yeah. Yes. So the lighter, the shorter, the bleeding is the more satisfied it has been shown that women are with their periods. No woman wants to bleed for a long time. Some actually prefer not to bleed. Mm. And then we've got your pills that have got one hormone, like a progesterone, which we normally recommend for women that are breastfeeding who wants to go on to a pill mm-hmm. because we don't want the other type of hormone, the estrogen in that pill. Yeah, because if, if, if you give a woman that's breastfeeding the combined pill, then you're going to affect her breast milk supply. Absolutely, okay. yeah. So those are the two types of pills that we have in the country. But let me just go back and say um, the pill is the most common contraceptive in the private sector. Okay. But in public sector... It's the injectable. It's the injectable. So 70% of women that go to the public clinic are on the pill, on the injectable. On the injectable. Yeah. And then moving on from the pill, you'll have the injectable. So mm-hmm. the injectable have got only the one type of hormone. In this particular country, we only have two injectables. Um, the three months and the and two the months. two months injectable. So the three months one, you come back to the clinic after every three months. The two months one, you come back uh, to the clinic after two months. But obviously the side effect profile of the two will differ yes. and it also differs with patients. Mm. So that must also be taken into account. And also available now we've got the subdermal implant mm-hmm. that was introduced about two years ago. So that gives you protection for three years. Okay, so you put it in and for three years you don't have to worry about anything. Exactly. So if you've got a young girl going to varsity, I mean for her that's ideal. She mm. doesn't want to go to a different town and start looking for the contraceptive clinic. Mm. You know. So you've got that, but obviously, like I said, like every other drug side effect profile will differ, but that's the conversation that the patient will have with the person offering the method. Okay. So that has one type of hormone. And you must now remember that if you're going to give somebody a long-acting method, you need to remember that if she has problems, she must come back to you. I like the pill. You know the pill, if I'm not feeling well, I'm vomiting, I just stop taking it. But the thing is, but you would still want someone to come back Anyway, with, with any side Other, effects, yes. so that we can see if we have to adjust anything, if we have to change the method, you know? That, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So if it's a long acting, yeah. it will definitely depend on the patient coming back. So they must be able to come back to you okay, wait, if they've got something okay. like a subdermal implant because they can't take it out at home. Okay, yeah. You, know, and you, you need a small surgical procedure exactly, to take it out. Yes, and the counseling must be ongoing. Yeah. And then we've got another method. It's an intrauterine device. So okay. depending on the brand that you choose, the protection is between 5 and 10 years. Oh, so some people can keep it in for 10 years? The brands that are registered for 10 oh, years. okay. Some brands are registered for 5 years. Yeah. So even the choice of that copper IUD depends on the patient's need. Mm. And obviously the cost incurred by the method. And the commonest one that I know of is the, is the Mirena. I think Mirena is... Mirena, it's not a copper. Remember it's a what? It's got it, a it, progesterone. Oh, yes, so yes. We call it intrauterine system because it's got a hormone. So it's an IUS. Yes. Okay. So that's the like, slight uh, difference in terminology. So in the government sector, which one are we using? We've got a copper one. Okay, so we haven't introduced Mirena into the government. It's because of the cost of Mirena. Yeah. There is a... Um, Tertiary institutions, you know, where yes. they can use it because then they can, they, they select their patients accordingly. 
But because of cost and the number of women that the public sector caters for, obviously mm-hmm. cost had to be taken into consideration and the method that is still as effective but slightly cheaper to be made available to a greater number of women. Is the copper? So it's the copper. Okay. So in the okay. clinic, I any clinic you. you go to, they should be able to offer you a copper IUS mm-hmm. or refer you to the nearest clinic that can offer you the method. Okay. Because we've tried to roll out the training to every little clinic in South Africa. Okay. Of the insertion of, of, the, insertion. of the IUD. Because okay. that's key also. Remember, with the IUSs, they need to know how to insert it. And like they taught us, know when something is not right. Yeah. So sometimes we don't even dwell on to what might go wrong. We just need that to be recognized. Know when you've done something wrong. Mm. Then we can fix it. You know. So those are the currently available methods. And obviously now there's permanent ones like sterilization, mm. which will require slight procedure. But now uh, in South Africa, in the private sector, they still have, they've got the one it's where it's called um, intrauterine coil. So mm-hmm. they just put that coil. I've into never the heard tubes. of it. Yeah, they call it Isho. That's the brain. They name. call it Isho. 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 Okay. Double S U R E. Okay. So it's a uh, it it it's coils. Yeah. They put through the vagina, the cavity, into the fallopian tubes, mm-hmm. and then the tissue grows onto the coil, and that's how you get uh, permanent sterilization. Okay, so you block you block you the, block the, the tubes. Yeah. That's basically you block the tubes. So ideally, the woman should be able to go back, unlike, you know, surgery or laparoscopy where they have to cut you theater and mm-hmm. open up. That offers you another method that shorter duration of insertion, mm-hmm. quicker recovery. Okay. So you can be able to go to work the next day. So the whole thing about the permanent methods, um, is the whole issue around reversal because, um, okay, so I work in the field of HIV and I know that there was a stage in the past where Women were encouraged to sterilize because they were found to be HIV positive. So you had one child and you're encouraged, no, I don't have any more. It's going to affect your CD4 count and so on. Mm-hmm. We now know all of that to be untrue. Mm-hmm. So I've had women come to me asking if they can reverse these, um, the, 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 you know, the, the methods that either the tying of the tubes or, you know, mm-hmm. and on a, just realistically reversal of, of steri. How, how, you know, is, is it, I mean, I just generally refer them to the gynees, but I want to know what's the success rate of a reversal? You know, I've heard one guy in Durban saying the success rate is about 70%. But obviously it depends on the skill and the experience of the person that's going to reverse it. That's why we always say, if somebody wants to choose for permanent sterilization, you need to counsel them on the inability to reverse. Mm-hmm. So they need to be absolutely certain that they will never want to reverse in the future because you can't guarantee. Let's say, for instance, even if you do reverse, we know between me and you that that damaged tube can also lead to an ectopic pregnancy. Exactly. So the woman's life can be at risk. You can reverse successfully, but then there's still the danger of an ectopic pregnancy. Exactly. Which is, a, you know, if not managed early, can kill a woman. Yeah, so so yeah, so I think it always breaks my heart when I get messages from people asking me about reversal and so on. But anyway, if you've just tuned in, we're listening. You're listening to Cliff Central. Come and you're on the Health Hour with Dr. Cindy Fansell. You can tweet me at Doc Cindy D O C S I N D I, and I have Dr. Spongile in studio, and we're discussing everything around contraception. It's such a fantastic topic because we don't we don't speak about it often enough. So I have a message from Claudia Thompson. So Claudia says that she chose um, the marina, marina because it, you know the pill made her very ill. She's had the marina for two years, and she was told that um, everything is fine. She's been menstruating as normal. She expected not to not to menstruate, but she's been menstruating as normal, and she's also been diagnosed with PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, and um, you know she used to have very bad periods, but now she seems to have to, to be having normal periods. She wants to know. 
is it true that the Mirena is going to last for five years? That's, yeah. that's, that's the efficacy. It's been proven to be effective for five years. However, okay. you must take it out after five years. So we don't know what happens beyond five years. Okay. So, so okay. So have they done any studies on that? Or? Yes. Okay. It's registered for five years because there are lots of studies that were done to show that it's effective for five okay, years. Okay. Then beyond five years, then the efficacy, the out. efficacy goes yeah. down. Okay. And in terms of her menstruation, she thought she would have secondary amenorrhea. So secondary amenorrhea is when you don't menstruate at all. At all. So she's not having that. She's still menstruating every month. So different people react differently, right? Yes. And another thing you must remember that um, it's not 100% not hundred of the patients will have amenorrhea. Mm-hmm. So there's a greater number of patients that will have lighter bleed spotting here. And, and, and 20% of the women have proven to be amenorrheic after three months of using Oh, okay. Amenorrhea. So only 20%. So, yeah. Okay. So it's like, it, it, and, and the gynae, unfortunately, will cancel you. According to what he sees frequently, so it's oh, like which the is the majority exactly. So like of most amenor- of, yeah, you know that most of my patients have don't have periods anymore. I mean, I've oh. got Mirena myself, and, and I've had it for two years, and you're still bleeding. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, Claudia. So you're fine. You bleeding every month is fine, but the difference is you won't you won't bleed as heavy as you used to. So there will be a you know you won't there will be, be a difference, difference. Of, of some sort. Okay. Oh, yes. So then we have a message from Kelly. So Kelly says, um, I've been in a long term, I'm in a long term relationship. She was on Yasmin and then she was on Yaz over the last six years. So she wants to know that, um, weight gain associated with contraception. And also she wants to know, um, uh, you know, is there any, any contraception other than condoms that doesn't result in weight gain or hormonal changes? Okay. So that weight gain with contraception use is the biggest reason that women stop Using contraception. Okay. Yeah, I know, but uh, you know, Cindy, there are some contraceptives that will increase your appetite. We always say the older you get, you must run a little bit further and eat a little bit less. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like the, <laughs> the trick to this. So you, if you see that there's a change in your eating habits and your diet, you just need to control it. Yeah. Because we always say the benefit must always outweigh the, the risk. risk. So yeah. if you benefit more from preventing that pregnancy, and you can do something about the weight, the diet, mm. you know, make a bit of an effort to make sure that you stay the same and you wear the same clothes for a while. I think that's what you must opt for. And also, Spongi, I think let's just be very clear as well, Oguti, because we know when we're, we're manipulating your hormones, you are going to experience a change in eating habits. You are going to eat more, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I was on the injection for four years and I craved fatty foods. And it's only now that I've been reading and reading, I realized, oh, okay, the injection is the one that made me want to eat a maquinia every day, all day, all night. You know, it, it makes, mm, mm. It's, but unless you've been counseled around that, you won't know. The other thing is, well, Kelly is using Yaz for her skin and it's working very well for her. So she's worried about um, stopping Yaz for the weight gain, but then, you know, the flare, the skin flare ups, it's done very well for her skin. Yeah, you see, the nice thing about Yaz is that registration for three indications. So it's not only contraceptive. But it's also um, indicated for, it has shown that it uh, treats the moderate acne in women seeking contraception. Okay, so, so just, okay, so yes, yes and Yasmin, what's the difference between the two? Because they're not the same. That's, I think people need to know that. Okay. Yasmin and yes are not the same. Okay. Yes and Yasmin, the difference is that the dose of the estrogen in the two is different. Okay, so. so it's slightly less with yes. So which one has a higher um, um, estrogen? Okay. It's Yasmin. Okay. And yes, it's a 24-4 regimen, meaning that it's got 24 hormones and four hormone-free. Okay, so four days of bleeding. Yeah, so it's got, yeah, four hormone-free days. So you might bleed before just Oh, okay. Uh, Four hormone-free days, and it's indicated for three things. So contraception, 
uh, mild to moderate acne, actually in women's taking contraception, mm-hmm. and PMDD. You know that fluctuation of your moods, the headache, okay. the bloating. So yes, helps with that. Because it's got extra days of a hormone. So mm-hmm. the, you know, the more, the longer you take the hormones and the less hormone-free interval you have, you get the benefits of having those hormones during that hormone-free interval. Remember, yes means 21. Mm. Hormone and then yes is so 24. Shortened. Yeah, okay. So they've shortened the hormone-free interval. Okay. So now, is Yasmin being taken off the market? No, no, it hasn't. Oh, it hasn't. It's, it's, but so why is it then? Because I know that with uh, the patients that I see, the majority of them are now in Yaz. It's like I've seen a shift over the years. We've got both available in the market, mm-hmm. but you know how people go. The new, innovative, you know, the young girls. They okay. want what's recent, what's latest, what is, what has been, um, um, mo- mostly talked about. Mm-hmm. And the skin issue, you know, with Yasmin, women were saying that our skin, you know, the skin clears up, but it was not registered. Oh, for, for that specific. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. thank you for clearing that up. So we have Michael Flax in studio. So Michael has some genuine questions around contraception spongulia. So let's take a few of Michael's um, questions. Hello, Hi. Michael. Hey, how are you? Good, good. What's up? Good, good. Um, I'm, is my mic on? Um, mic four. It is on. I've pressed. Hello? Is this one working? Yes, it okay, is. Okay, let me use this one. Okay. Okay, so I'm really, really interested. So let me give you a bit of a background. I was a bit of a late bloomer. Mm-hmm. So I'd say I started having sex much later than everybody else. So I didn't know as much as them. And I always, I was like, always had in my mind that you always use a condom. There's nothing else but a condom. Then later on in life, just a conversation with friends and that, they started telling me like, they don't use condoms. Like they, they, they're, friends whoever they're doing it with is on contraceptives and this and then i started asking questions and i kept getting more and more confused and then i started asking the girls the questions and some would say no they're on the pill some would say they've got that uh copper ring and i I just don't understand how things work you know okay um (laughs) that's very interesting like what is the percentage of getting pregnant if you're on this and that and should you just stick it to one rule only condom I mean, putting aside STDs, like let's take that completely out the picture. Mm-hmm. These are like my friends trust their their what what's and stuff. Tested. Yeah. Trust is not should be shouldn't be there. <laughs> <laughs> they have tested and they know they are clear. So what happens is we've got a nice website. You know that's like ideal. It's www.yourlifenow.co.za. Mm-hmm. So that 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 website actually gives you all the information. So it will give you the method. And when you click on it, it actually gives you how effective it is and how often you must use it. So we know that the pills, when they're used correctly, they've got 99% um, uh, protection. 99%. 99%. But correctly means same time every day. Mm. You don't forget the pill. You, when you vomit it out, you take it. When, you know, mm. when you get the diarrhea, when you go to a doctor, they give you antibiotics. You tell them you're on the pill and you take precaution. That's perfect use of the method, right? Yeah. And, the, and the antibiotic part is so important. important. If you're on antibiotics, you need to have told your doctor that you're on the pill so that you can use barrier protection on, on, the, on the days. Yeah, the days that you're taking the antibiotics. And seven days and beyond. And seven days beyond because then you'll end up with the baby. But does it matter like, um, this might be like a stupid question, but whether, She's on the pull. Are you supposed to still, are you supposed to pull out? Are you supposed to like actually come inside her? Is there a, a depth that maybe you like push on the, when you, you know, I don't know if that's a stupid well, question. You know what? Actually, I think what you need to explain to Michael is what the pull actually does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think you need to explain to him what the pull does. Cause it, yeah. 
Okay, so yeah, remember, what does the pill do? Yeah, I think for, let's start there. For pregnancy to yeah. occur, you must have the egg and the sperm, mm-hmm. right? So the egg must come out of the ovaries towards, yeah. and then the sperm meets it halfway. So what the pill does, it prevents that release, so you don't get the egg, mm-hmm. you know? So you don't get the egg, so even if the sperm comes, then it will just eventually die in there or come out. Yeah. So it prevents ovulation, so there's nothing to fertilize. Okay. That's the main reason, the main um, mode of action, action of the pill. Yeah, so you get that, Mike. Yeah, so it doesn't matter whether you inside, outside. Exactly. doesn't matter where the cum goes as long like as she's not fertilized. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then other methods, like the, you said the coil. Yeah, so yeah. The coil, we've got two types. Like I said earlier, we've got the one that is copper. Yeah, I know that one. And then you've got one that has a progesterone, so it's a mirena, right? So they work differently. Which one's better? The efficacy is the same. It just depends on the woman. So if, for instance, you've got a girl that's a heavy bleeder, mm-hmm. you'd avoid the copper one and mm-hmm. give her the progesterone because the copper one might make you bleed even more. Mm-hmm. So the way the copper one works is because it's in the cavity and the cavity does not like things inside it. There's that constant irritation and because even if the fertilization happens, there's no way to implant. If it's sitting correctly, there's no way to implant. So you've got the union of the sperm and the egg, and there's supposed to be somewhere for the baby to start growing. Mm. So that doesn't happen. So it comes out. The same way works with the progesterone one. So the one that the other quality, the Mirena one, the Mirena qual, also works the same way. So it thins the lining. So the lining, that's where the implantation should happen for the zygotes to have the blood supply and yeah. start growing. Mm. So you don't have that lining mm. when using the Mirena. So that's the two way that it works. So even if there is fertilization for some reason, and another thing that Mirena does, it, it thickens the mucus. So the sperm will have difficulty accessing through, the cavity. Yeah. It's like double barrier. Exactly. Yeah. So the key thing is if you're on the pill, those are the important things you must remember. Take it on time, every time. Tell the doctor you're on an antibiotic. What about alcohol and the pill? But there's no Because uh, I heard that some of that, if you take alcohol and you're on the pill, then it takes that percentage down at the effectiveness of the pill. The only thing that alcohol will take down is your memory to remember <laughs> exactly. to take that pill. So, so if you're hungover and you forget to take it the next <laughs> day, and the next day, and the next, well, then you can have problems. Is there anything else like... So alcohol doesn't take down the effectiveness. Mm-hmm. Does anything take down the effectiveness of it? Some drugs. Some. Yeah. I mean, some some girls will be on an antidepressant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And antidepressants. I mean, we are living in the in an era where girls are under pressure. Mm. You know, and depression it, it's arrived. And uh, antiepileptics. So you no. need, need to make sure you tell your doctor what other medication you're on before you choose mm. a form of contraception. We need to know all of that information. That's why you can't leave any information out when you go for a when you go for a, a checkup or a consultation. You have to tell everything. So these, um, what's it, the Mirena and the Mirena, uh, Mirena, Mirena, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the copper wire. How effective are those? They are highly effective because remember they don't depend on what happens. They don't, they don't depend on what drugs the girl will take. They don't depend on the timing. So once it's in, it sits in there for five mm. years, and after five years, then you take it out. And are they expensive? Yeah, Mirena is expensive. Mirena. It's about two thousand bucks. Which is more effective? Did I ask this They're already? They're the same. They're same. The, same. Yeah. the efficacy is the same because they don't depend on the user. Yeah. You see. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. The so, blood flow or something yeah, like no. that. The efficacy is the same of the two. 
and costs um, the copper one slightly cheaper mm. than the the Mirena. Is it two grand just for the copper thing, or does that include doctor's bills and everything? Just for the thing. So That's you go good. and you buy the discim, uh, and you take it to your doctor. And your doctor, you must you pay buy a doctor. discim. Yeah, you can buy it at any pharmacy. Then, but your doctor must write a script for you. Mm-hmm. Then you get it, and you must go back to your doctor. And pay again for the doctor to insert it for you. And how long does it take to insert? It, what's the procedure to insert it? Like, does it, do you have to go under anesthetic, local? It depends. Um, majority would be done in the doctor's rooms. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, five minutes is enough. Yeah. Five minutes? Five yeah. minutes is enough for it's that. It's a tiny little thing. But then it depends on the patient. Remember, anything can happen while you're trying to insert. It might be a difficult insertion. The patient must, might be so anxious that she mm. just can't sit still for you to do it. Oh, yeah, so right. in those cases, um, doctors opt to do it in theater. If the patient insists on the method, I really want to do this, but I just, you know. Yeah. Um, Is it sore? It depends on the patient. I mean, and some, a friend of mine, it's so scared of the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> When I went for my insertion, which is the story I shouldn't be telling, she called me and said, what are you there for? So I told her, I'm, I'm here to get my... Marina, yeah. You must get back up. Who's going to drive you home? Ooh. Oh, so she, so she had a very painful experience. No, she didn't even. No, oh, she hasn't done it. Oh, and she's telling you to get back up. Exactly. And, and obviously I was anxious now because mm. I didn't expect that. I went in five minutes done while we're talking. They, they call it verbal anesthesia. So the doctor talked me through. We spoke about anything and everything under the sun. And then boom, it was done. Boom, it was done. Oh, that's cool. Verbal so anesthesia. It, I like yeah, that. Yeah. It, it, it was so, it, it, it's, it's patient dependent and, and the confidence you have in your doctor's suppose and the mere fact that you know that he's experienced in this makes Or maybe you were you. expecting something so bad, Bungile, and then, you know, yeah. you got in there and it was much easier than what you But had. I didn't even feel anything. Like, you oh, know, really? it, there was no discomfort that I can remember because we were chatting and don't remember stopping talking and saying ouch. Oh, okay. You know, that's, that's, that, that, that's encouraging. So it's, it's all yeah. patient dependent, I think. And then age wise, is there an age limit? For, for, for inserting, um, the IUD in or the IUS. That's the oldest myth. You know, they used to say you must have three, four, five kids before you get to the copper. Yes. Now we're saying every woman who needs the method must be given. Wait, does the copper now affect pregnancy later on in life? No, 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 it doesn't. Yeah, no, it doesn't. No. But they used to say, you know, for that, for the women that have had more kids, Mm -hmm. give them the copper, they'll be gone for a while. So shouldn't more parents be giving their, like, uh, Let's give it an age of 16 to 7 year old kids The copper ring just to Why parents? Why can't a girl go to a doctor And have a discussion Well at 16 you still don't know what you want in life You're still making mistakes But you're on Google all the time I mean this is the generation This is the the generation I know if I have a daughter As soon as she turns the age where I think it's happening I'm going to send straight for the copper wire yeah, well, Mike, that, yeah, that's a very contentious issue. Not everyone agrees with that. Why? But wait, so you're saying, Oguti, it doesn't, age is not a factor. It should not. So we're saying that the method must be given. You know, the, 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 the package inserts of the registered product will say that your coppers are not your first choice for nulliparous women. Okay, so for a woman that hasn't had any kids. That is not first choice. Okay. But not contraindicated. So okay. we must get that difference. So if the young girl can't be on any method, she can't be on the pill because of the side effect profile. Mm-hmm. I cannot take an injectable because of the side effects. Mm-hmm. And the only method that will work for her, it's an IUS or IUD. Uh, then we can D. go for it. Go for it. Oh, okay. So Michael wants to know, okay, why, um, you know, parents shouldn't be sending their kids for contraception. Well, the thing is, the age of consent for contraception in South Africa is 12. Yeah. Yeah. If you're 12 years old and, uh, you know, you can go to clinic and ask for but contraception. But are you even fertile at 12? 
Mm-hmm. The moment you start menstruating, Mike, uh, you're already producing those eggs and so on. So you are. And that's why we have eight year olds and 10 year olds and 12 year olds falling pregnant. Yes, yes. But the discussion, the problem is the discussion around contraception doesn't start at that age. It should actually, but it doesn't. Mm. So that's the, that's a situation we find ourselves in. What, what if you're on the pill and you have the, the ring or the, the morena? morena? Why would you want to do that? Yeah, so we don't, we generally discourage that. Why do you discourage that? Because you're now giving, remember now all these methods are artificial hormones. Mm. So you don't want to give a woman a lot of artificial hormones which haven't proven to be effective or, or to benefit the girl. So there is no study that will take two hormones and give to a woman and, and, and say that it's more effective. So you, you want to prevent the pregnancy, but you don't want to harm that woman. Yeah, so you can't, you, you don't okay. need to, you don't need to, you know, two hormones two to hormones. make sure that you, you know, like. But what we, what I encourage my clients to do is that you can have the hormonal contraception, but you must still use condoms because yes, contras- hormonal contraception prevents pregnancy, but barrier contraception like condoms prevents HIV. Pill. Yeah, the pill, the injection, mm. the marina. I always say, let's use, um, dual contraception. Right, so use the hormones, but also use the barrier contraception. But say, say they both got tested, they didn't have AIDS. Would you then say HIV? When I'm like, you don't test HIV for or anything. Would you or any STD? Would you then say, okay, it's fine for you to have sex without a condom? I trust that whatever pull you're on is working. Would you guys be okay with that? Well, if people are testing regularly and testing every three mm. to six months, then yeah, that's fine. I think most people who are testing regularly are in that situation. If people, a lot of people in long-term relationships pr- probably opt for hormonal contraception and actually leave the barrier contraception out completely. That's my experience. And then um, when you have this ring put in, I don't know if I just asked this. Can you have sex straight away? Is there any weight? Um, with the ring, I'm not quite sure, but I know that when you, we always say. Because I, I deal more with the intrauterine devices. We always say the first 24 hours. Rather stay away from rather sex. Rather stay away from okay. sex. I'm not sure about the ring. Do you well, know? No, no, I don't much. But I think what he means is the, is the Mirena or the yeah, IUD. I think, yeah. I think for the first 24 hours, no 24 sex. Hours. Just to see what happens. Mm. It, might, it might plop out. I don't know. Anything could happen. Just rather mm. stay away from sex until, you, until I, you've settled I down. I really didn't know it was that effective. I thought it just like a okay a percentage chance. I didn't yeah. know that it's like effective, that it actually works. No, it actually does work. 99%. And also, I think, Spongle, please explain to Mike about the, you know, so you've got the, you've put in the marina or the, or the property. How long must you use barrier protection before you can, st- you know, before you know that you're not going to fall pregnant if you have sex and put it at sex? We need to, yeah. yeah. Even the pill. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we usually say if you're going to start the method on the first day of the Menses. So mm-hmm. if I'm menstruating on the 28th, it's my first day, and I start using the method then, and I've got a three to five day cycle, mm-hmm. effic- efficacy is immediate. So if I start on the first day of my menses, I can not even after my menses now, you know, we, yeah. we, now this we are assuming that you're not going to have sex while you're bleeding. Yeah. And, and so we say the, eff- the, the, the effect of the contraceptive method will be almost immediate. Yeah. So there won't be a need. However, if you're going to start the method somewhere mid-cycle, so they've proven that you're not pregnant mm-hmm. and you want to be on this method, then once you start, you must at least use a barrier method for seven days. Okay. Yeah. Say, um, what was I going to say? It had to do with the pull. Oh, say the woman misses one one of the pulls. I know a lot of girls freak out when they miss one pull. Say they're having active sex and they miss a day or something. Mm. Can they catch it up? Do they? What do is, they what? take two? Yeah. I always get asked that question. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. Uh, okay. What happens is it depends obviously when you miss the pill. Mm-hmm. So remember, like I said, you've got the hormone-free interval. 
So if you miss the pill after the hormone-free interval, chances of falling pregnant are very high. So you always say if it's less than 12 hours from the time that you take it, just take the second one. But if it's beyond 12 hours from the take that you, if you normally take it at 8 in the morning and you only remember in the afternoon, you know, then we say use a barrier method for seven days. Yeah. Mm. Um, so that's always your backup. Yeah. So just remember that w- when in the circle did the girl miss the pill. However, if the girl has missed the pill on day 20. Should she go to a doctor straight away? Yeah. It's, it's advisable to go to a doctor, but this is the information that you can find. The package insert, they tell you exactly what to do once you miss the yeah, pill. Yeah, it's all written down. So we down. advise the girls, to, when, once you buy the new pack, keep the package insert and you'll throw it away with the next next pick that you buy. What yeah. doc did you go to? Do you have to go to a GP or do you have to go to a gynecologist? A GP should be. Even a nurse. If you go to centers that have got nurses, they'll be able to advise. And for the ring to be put in, do you have to go to a gynecologist or can your GP do it? GP can do it, mm-hmm. yeah. For the, for the IUD or the IUS, you can go to a GP. Uh, and then I have one last question. What is the morning after pill? Okay. The morning after pill is literally that. So it's the morning after an oops. You realize, oh my God, I didn't protect myself. Is this in that pack for the, what's the names? The, the pills? No, no, you buy it separately. Oh, this is it's separate. It's a separate, separate yeah. It's got a, it's got high doses of, of hormones, yeah. Mm. So, um, we encourage girls not, but don't make it a habit because, you know, it's easy to find it over the counter. You go to clicks, you find it over the but counter. But they keep a register, hey, Mike. I must tell you, if you go, if you go for the morning after pill, they're going to ask for your ID, they're going to ask for your address, and they keep a register in the, in the system. You fill so in the form you, and you, in a form and so you can't keep on going to, you can't go pharmacy hopping for the, for the, um, for the morning after pill mm. because at, at the end of the day, it's not something we want you to be using regularly, you know. And it's bad for your health. I mean, it's a high dose. What does it do to you? It, it, it just make, uh, literally, it prevents the egg from implanting. It makes the mucus slightly thicker. So it just makes the process of pregnancy to happen very difficult. Very difficult. I heard that, um, you're only allowed to take three morning after pills in your life. Otherwise, it starts affecting your chances of becoming pregnant later on. No. Or is that just a myth? A myth. I'm a getting myth. fed with myths throughout, like, my youth. <laughs> Everyone actually, Mike, it's not you alone. No, no, that's not true. That's not true. And I mean, I think with, in my setting, I always say to the nurses uh, that we can't, we are not there to judge who's coming for the morning after pill regularly. I'm just glad that people do come in for it, but we need to do some education as well. You come in for it, there must be a little lecture on, okay, what happened? Why, why did you have another oopsie? Um, you know, what's going on? Can you make sure that next time you use condoms, why aren't you mm. on the pill? Then, you know, so we need to keep such conversations going. And that's why I'm so glad that you're here asking all these relevant questions. When, when you take this morning after pill, do you feel sick? Like, yeah. do you vomit stuff? Yes, you will. Cause, cause we're giving you a high dose mm. of hormones. Vomity, so, you might spot, you feel um, moody. Yeah. Miserable. Ugh. So we always say, like Cindy says, use that as an opportunity to get a woman on the long-term method. Yeah. Long-term is the pull or more the reliable. ring. Anything. Any, the yeah, pill, well, the injectable, the ring, anything. There reliable. are only three options. There's the pull and the those pill, two rings. No, no. There's the pill. There's an intrauterine device. What's that? The loop and the one that you... The, the, the marina. The one that oh, you keep putting the ring. <laughs> and there is a ring. There is, fact. yeah. But I don't think we've got the ring inside. I, don't, I haven't we heard do. of do we, the, what, the we Nuva. Is it called Nuva. Uh, new, new ring. New ring. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, Mike and the ring. So there <laughs> is a ring. So you're right. You mustn't assume that you, it, you are mistaking the ring for. So there is a ring oh, also. Yeah, yeah, there There's a patch. You patch it on for seven days, take it off, and the patch no, goes on. No, how effective can that be? Very effective, That's very effective because it provides you, make sure the patch stays on your body. On the skin and the edge. Must be stuck. Flex. I've never heard of anybody using a patch. Haven't you heard of a patch? In my life. Okay. So there's a patch mm. available. 
so we've spoken about the pill, the patch, the injectable, the ring, and the intrauterine devices. And mm. there's a subdermal um, implant. The implant one. What's a what's a subdermal implant? So it's like a matchstick size um, device with which has a hormone mm. that they just um, push under just just under your skin. So you should be able to still feel it. Mm. When it's in. Push under the skin and, and that lasts for three years. Three years. What does it like release hormones? Yes, like, exactly. And then what? You have to take it back out and refill it, then put it back in. You don't refill it. You take it out after three years and then you put another one in. Ah, uh, I think the top two ones that like I'd like for your daughter. Yeah, is the ring and the pill. Oh, why? Any I reason? don't know. They sound so like effective. I don't. I wouldn't trust a patch. I wouldn't trust this little thing going under your skin. <laughs> Stop killing me But yeah We'll go to the website And we'll, and we'll look through everything mm-hmm. yeah. What was the website again? www.yourlifenow.co.za Yourlifenow.co.za yeah. Okay I'm going to go look at it now Thank you so much Docs eh? Appreciate You're that welcome. Thanks Mike Yeah no we'll be back After this discussion This is cliffcentral.com Health hour On cliffcentral.com Okay well we're back With ooh, Dr. Tsbongile. Um, Tsbongile Someone says here That if you don't menstruate How is the vagina Going to clean itself? Okay, let's just discuss what um, menstruation is. So basically, menstruation is the lining of the womb inside. You get uh, the hormone stimulating the lining of the womb to grow. And then if you don't have a pregnancy that has to be embedded there, that gets sheds. So that's the menstruation. Menstruation yeah, that is that lining. It's the shedding of, that, of lining. that lining. So it means that if you don't have that lining growing, you've got nothing to shed. That's why with some methods like we said, Mirena. People have a tendency not to menstruate yeah. because it works more locally. So if there's nothing to shed, you won't menstruate. Okay. So at least we've cleared that up. Mm. So now, yeah, during the last um, 15 or so minutes of the show, we must discuss endometriosis. I think this is a problem that affects many more women than, you know, than we know. And let's just go through it. What is endometriosis and, and how does contraception help? What else is there to, to, you know, to help with endometriosis? Okay. Endometriosis basically is the lining of the womb grows in areas outside the womb. Mm. So every time you menstruate, those because you know the hormones affect those uh, that lining. Mm. So even wherever it is, it's going to bleed, it's going to grow, and it's going to cause pain. And depending where it's sitting, you find um, people complaining for things that vary from pain during menses, pain during sex, or just chronically being in pain. Mm. And um, the pain, it's not equal to how much endometriosis you have. So you can have a lot of endometriosis and no pain. Or oh. you can have a little bit of endometriosis and, and have severe pain. Yeah. Okay. And it affects your fertility depending where it's sitting too. Remember okay. now, it sits and blocks this area, blocks your tubes. You can't, if it's sitting outside the tube and there's fibrosis and, there's pressure. and pressure. on, So it affects your fertility. So most people, when we grew up, You'd have these severe menstrual pains and you'd be told, oh, my mom had it. My grandmother had it. It's just in the family. Exactly. And, and oh. as soon as you have kids, it will go away. Don't worry. So some people opt to have kids early because this pain is just devastating for mm. them. But we know that's one. It's, it's a myth. So endometriosis can only be diagnosed one way. So the doctor must actually go in there with a scope and look at it and okay. take a piece of it. To the, um, to the lab, to the send lab. it to pathology. Exactly. Okay. So uh, it, it, it has been proven that it affects one in 10 women, endometriosis, but it takes up to seven years for a diagnosis to be made. Oh, no. Because depending who you go to, so if they 
if if if, if people believe that no 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 uh, it's it runs in the family it means that your your chances of getting help are also reduced mm. with it secondly uh most women go on a contraceptive method because like we say the contraceptives will prevent that lining from growing that gives you a temporary relief because you're on a contraceptive method. The pain goes away because remember, people only seek help because there's pain. Mm. No pain, no doctors will be visited, right? Mm. So because of the pain that we get, people tend to go see a doctor. And um, if they go on a contraceptive method, the pain goes away. They don't menstruate. And then it's another 20 years to say, in fact, you know, I remember five years ago, I used to have this pain, but it stopped. It- you know, oh, and now that I'm trying to have kids, she basically is masking the symptoms. Exactly. Mm. So um, there are different guidelines. You know, so we doctors work on guidelines. So mm. there are different guidelines that will tell you how to treat it. So you've got both medical management and surgical management. Okay. Surgery, obviously, they go in there, scrape it off, take it out, cut it out, and then we you should be fine, okay. right? Medical management it's what helps. Some some people will tell you that when I've got my pros, I mean. Everybody that has had dysmenorrhea, which is pain during menses, yeah. have got their own personal concoction they use. Yeah. I mean, some somebody will tell you, I use this and that I and mix that. this and that. Yes, and, and that combination hot works well. Yes, you know, oh, I sit on top of the bucket with hot water. Steam. Exactly. So anything to take the pain away. But somebody with endometriosis will tell you that nothing works. Sure. Like they take a handful of pills on a daily basis. And nothing works. Nothing works. And when it gets bad enough, they can bath themselves. They can't feed themselves and they need someone to take care of them. So it depends who you talk to and how, how severe so that is. So that's how excruciating the pain is. It can be that horrible for some people. You can meet somebody who says, I've already had, <clears throat> I'm 20, but I've already had like six surgeries to get rid of the endometriosis. So it depends on the severity and who you speak to and mm. what their different experiences are. But it ranges from just a mild, you know, pain cramping during my menses to that severe. Mm. I need surgery because I get at least a break. And the unfortunate thing about endometriosis, it's not curable. So you can't cure it. And it recurs. Oh, yeah. So you can go operate, take it out. And after a few years, it comes back. And it doesn't matter uh, who took it out. And we always say, try as much as you can to go to somebody who has a special interest and is well trained in, in, in endometriosis. Okay, so a gynecologist who's, who's well trained okay. in endometriosis will be able to assist you. Okay. Because any other gynecologist can go in there and diagnose it and come out. And, uh, you know, lack of experience with removing, they can remove what. Because remember now, they remove what they see. Mm. So if they don't see it, it will still remain in there. Mm. So you need someone who's got a special interest in endometriosis okay. and experience. Okay. And different, you know, they've got, like I said, um, you've got different ways of managing it. But um, recently, you know, recently there has been a tablet that has been systemically proven to effectively treat endometriosis. Okay. So it's a once a day tablet. You take it throughout. So it's a 20 pack of 28. You just continuously take it. And and is it a hormone? What is it? It is a progesterone in the pill. So it's mm. a progesterone only pill, mm-hmm. once a day for twenty eight days, and you just continue mm-hmm. taking it um, over and over again. Obviously, because it's a pill and it's a progesterone, it's foreign to the body. Different people will react, react different way. Okay, so there is a side effects profile to be considered profile to be considered. Okay, and different people will tell you. I mean, you'll have one person that says from a handful of packs within two months. 
I was only taking three tablets with this particular pill. Mm-hmm. And then over six months, I'm only taking the pill. You know, so it, for some people it works well. And some gynecologists actually believe that you operate on the patient, remove the lesions, and then start them on the pill. Because remember, like I said, it recurs. Mm-hmm. So start them on the pill to be able to, ma- to manage the, the disease. Okay. And then this pill, um, what's the name of the pill? They call it Vizane. 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 V-I-S-A-N-N-E. Okay, I'm going to definitely look it up. And in terms of cost, would medical aid cover a cost like this? Um, how, would, how would it work? Unfortunately, in South Africa, most medical aids don't cover even contraception. I mean, they give you a certain percentage of the, um, like it's 100 rents flat rate to say if you've got your own contraceptive method, 100 rent is there for you to use. And some some will take it out of savings. And you know, you've got kids on medical aid. You don't want to u- lose the savings because of contraception. But mind, I mean, the contraception is not a hundred bucks, though. Yeah, but they uh, some actually some medical aids will only uh, pay for it out of savings. Okay. So it is. It is. It's. It's. Uh, and you know what always baffles me is that the medical aid does not uh, even hesitate to pay for you to go and deliver in a hospital, and the delivery, it's. Far expensive than contraception, but they opt to pay for you to deliver. Whether or not it's an unplanned or planned, they never ask you that. But contraception, contraception which is a lousy, like a lousy two hundred rand, like two hundred fifty or, or whatever it is, yeah. and you know, and yeah, and I mean, and this really, I mean, it it puts the options of women down because I mean, if you can't use, say, for example, you're on a pill and you need to use Yaz, for example, now that you can't because you can't afford it, you then stay on this other pill or you stay in the injection or stay on something that you're not that's not working for your body. Exactly. Unfortunately, that's how the medical aids in South Africa operate. Yeah, and then in terms of the um, so so, have you met any patients who are on Vizen? Have you have you um, seen any? Uh, we, we get calls. Okay, obviously, yeah. I, I'll get a call from somebody who wants to know something. So either they'll call, and we've got a they call it a a helpline that yeah. we have. So there's a sister on the other end. So the patient will call because they've got endometriosis and they've heard about Vizen. And they want to ask some questions or they've been started on Vizen and they've got some complaints or they want to compliment. So you, you find that lady that says to you, you know, this has done me so well. I can't even afford to buy a pack, but my local pharmacy has agreed that I can buy half a pack at a time. Aww. So, you, you so, so when you hear stories like that, you can see that this is like a wonderful drug for some mm. people, obviously. We, like we're not uh, saying that there are no side effects, mm. but if you if you've got if you cancel the woman on the side effect of any pill, when they do get it, they tend to stay on it because they know what to expect. Exactly, versus somebody who has no idea, and you get those that says, "I'd rather go for surgery than be on this pill," oh, okay. you know, because of. But as long as effects. someone knows what to expect and what's going on, that's what we always say. That's why you know I always say to people, that's why you find that contraceptives are not over the counter. Mm. So they must be scheduled and prescribed by someone, mm. and that's the opportunity for the to doctor to discuss exactly during that particular time. Yeah. And the last thing, um, Smongli, contraception and depression or worsening of depression symptoms. Um, have you heard anything about that? Have you seen anything? There are some uh, papers that do describe that yeah. women that are on antidepressants tend to be worse on contraceptive. But remember also that there's drug-drug interaction. As well. So you want to limit um, giving hormonal methods to women on some antidepressants okay. because of the drug-drug interaction because either the pill will be less effective or the antidepressant will be less effective. Okay, so you're always weary the drug-drug interaction. The drug. And the other thing that I, um, I want to um, end off with, so in terms of skin, okay, so skin issues, 
I have a 13 year old, say I have a 13 year old with severe acne. So you say that putting her on something like Yaz would actually alleviate, would, not, would, would actually assist with the acne. Treatment of moderate acne is a registered indication. Okay, so that's something to think about and something to advise parents if they have a teen with like really severe acne. Mm. Okay. Moderate acne. Moderate acne. Oh, moderate, moderate acne. acne. Okay, mm. okay, that's something to think about. Okay, so where can people find you? <laughs> if the people need to have, have oh. any questions, where can they email you? Okay. Give us your details. Uh, my work telephone number zero double one yeah nine two one five two zero three. And my email address is sibongile dot nomganga n o m g a n g a at baya dot com. Okay, Sibongile, thank you so much for a very, very informative show. Thank You're you. You're welcome, Cindy. Keeping it real on cliffcentral dot com.